You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and this is Critical Mass Business Talk Show. I'm excited because we have a great guest and show planned for you. The guest is Rick Van Kirk. He is Chief Executive Officer for Prodex Incorporated. We have a lot to talk about, but first let me say, Rick, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. So let's get right into it. You've been with Prodex since 2006. Take us back to your original motivation to join Prodex. Well, I, I was working at another company in Orange County and I was responsible for manufacturing there and they decided to outsource production. So it was a little bit awkward, um, but they were they were nice about it. They found another role for me there in, in project management, which was interesting, but but not what I enjoyed. So I decided to look for a job back in the manufacturing arena. Uh, there was an add-on monster for a company called Prodex for a director of manufacturing and I answered it and and went and met with the people and and like what I saw, it was a, a small company and uh, it was it was medical device, so not unsophisticated, but had a nice mom and pop feel to it still. So um, it's kind of that, do you want to work in a big company or small company? I like the impact you could have in a small company. So I, I took advantage of the opportunity and, and joined the company. So, so I've been uh, in Orange uh, County uh, since 1981 and um, the manufacturing base has changed quite a lot over those years. And I'm just wondering from your perspective, it's shifted. Uh, you used to have a lot of aerospace in Southern California in Orange County. Medical devices and things have really come on strong. W what are you seeing as a manufacturer in Orange County as far as the manufacturing base, supply chain, et cetera? Well, you're right about kind of the, the shift. We do have a lot of medical device friends in the area. I think like a lot of people we're seeing, you know, pricing pressures, cost pressures, and the challenge of hiring good people. I think that probably goes goes across the board, whatever industry you're in. So hopefully there's enough for everybody, um, but um, we're doing the best we can to stay, stay on top of it. One of the interesting things for me is that uh, Orange County has really become a center of excellence for electric vehicles, technology, and design. I've heard from other manufacturers that really has impacted their ability maybe to hire some of the technical staff that they would like, the engineers, et cetera. Not sure how you've seen that or if that's impacted you in any way. Yes, I think it has. Um, we we have invested a lot in, in R&D in the company. It's a conscious decision. So we've made it even harder on ourselves, but there's there's talent out there. But, but you're right. A lot of people looking for talent and and other factors going on these days that, that make it even more challenging to find people. Um, but but we, we have no choice. We made the decision. We're looking for people. We found some good people. Um, and and we're, we're happy that we have. So you were promoted in 2015 from COO to CEO. And I'm wondering, yes. could you share with us um, how did your understanding of the business change with this promotion? Yeah, a lot of it was the, the public company stuff, the uh, SEC reporting, SOX reporting, some of the legal stuff. 
but it's like anything else. You you ask good questions and learn and, and try to make good decisions with that. Um, and maybe that was the other big thing I noticed the change in terms of decisions. Not not one important decision isn't approved or or made in this office. So you know that could be scary or it could be you know a great opportunity. I I think it's pretty cool. I think we all grow up in our lives thinking or in our careers that, boy, if I was in charge, I would do it this way. I'm lucky I get that chance. So um, that's that's been one of the really neat things about this this job. I'm sure I'm over sure the seven years, years since you've been the CEO of Prodex, the company's faced at times a challenge, maybe even serious challenge to the business. Was there ever a time where you felt that you really needed to persevere and that maybe there was a chance that the business could be put at risk if you didn't make the right decisions and keep moving the company forward? Yes, that's a great question. And it really was when I took over in this role. And I would, so I would say I, I never felt we were a serious or existential risk because I have a lot of confidence in the people that I was working with then and now. But when I took over, um, we were losing money. We had projects that could bring us revenue that were bottled up in engineering. We had no new sales. I was the fourth CEO in, in less than three years that people had to deal with here. And within a couple of months, we had a member of our senior management team pass away at a trade show that we were, a number of us were attending. So it was really kind of a, a challenging start. Um, and, and yeah, you, you had to make some good decisions, tread carefully. We, we took things one day at a time. I hate to sound like cliche and one decision at a time and did a lot of communicating with people in the company in terms of what the real issues were and what our progress was. So there wasn't any unknowns or anxiety and that helped people, I think, kind of rally together and, and solve things one at a time and, and, and things have turned out pretty well for us. Well, if they had multiple CEOs before you came and you've been able to grow the company and lead it for seven years, you're obviously to be commended for being able to write the ship. But I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about what is it that Prodex does? We are on the surface of a medical device manufacturer. Uh, we can design and develop a product for our, our customers uh, or, or just do the manufacturing for them. Uh, we also can provide provide some engineering services and, and other type of consulting things, and but we're also developing our own products now and, and our own technologies as we really had the opportunity to, to grow this thing with with some success. Um, we um, we're in Orange County, and I, I I talked about some of the people that that work here. One of the really neat things about products is we've we've got a great workforce, and and I'm particularly grateful to. A significant number of them that that stayed with us um, from those difficult times I was describing earlier. They could have gone somewhere else, uh, but they stayed and and worked hard and did extra jobs and extra hours and helped us get through things. So now it's really quite nice that they can be part of our success. But um, we think it's a good place to work. We think we've got some cool technologies and products. We're lucky to have some great customers, and we're just trying to keep things going here. So help me to understand how companies make a decision to, in some ways, outsource some core design responsibility or manufacturing capability to Prodex. What goes into that decision and why do they select you? That's an interesting question because uh, when people ask us who our main competitors are, it's, it's the answer typically is some of our customers because they have that very decision you're describing. 
and and the the way that that we try to influence them um, to make a decision in our favor is we we think we can do the design work much faster than them. Many of our customers are kind of larger more bureaucratic, multiple levels of approvals for projects. Here, there's me and a management team. So we, we decide things pretty quickly. Uh, we walk down the hall and make a decision. Uh, we do things in our development process that, that we think are, are, are aggressive and timely and do things in parallel. So for example, hey, big company, it'll take you three years to develop your product. We can do it in a year and a half. Your revenue stream starts a year and a half earlier. And, and a lot of times that, that discussion wins the day. So sometimes it's difficult for large companies to trust smaller companies, especially with something as critically important as the design of their next device. And, and so I'm just wondering, does that come up in the conversation? And how do you demonstrate to them that Prodex can be a trusted supplier? Yes, it, it does. And at this point, we're able to point to the fact that we've made over 50,000 uh, surgical hand pieces which is our, our main product line, different variants of that. And through that time, we've developed a reputation of, of developing and building a quality product that lasts. And we've also demonstrated that, that we're not always perfect, but if there's a problem, we're very responsive. Uh, customers can get a hold of me anytime and anyone else in the company. So we either do a good job or if we stumble, we fix it for them and we're honest about it and transparent. Um, so, Hopefully that you know reduces some some level of worry they might have. And how, how much are you involved as the CEO, Rick, in the customer relationship aspect of it? Uh, quite a bit with the major customers, um, whether it's from negotiating contracts with them or from my days kind of working up through the manufacturing. Um, and I'm, I'm we're all hands-on managers here even the CEO. So we get involved with, with a lot of things. And I, I like our customers and um, I want to make sure that they're getting the message that I want them to get. So still pretty involved. So, you know, when we were preparing for this, we were talking about a strategic challenge that uh, products had faced in the past and were able to overcome it. And, and many listening today know that it's great to have big customers and doing more business with your existing customers is a great thing, but you can get uh, too much concentration sometimes too with your customers. But I'm just wondering, um, can you tell us about a time where you had to make a decision with a customer and kind of how that rolled out and impacted the business? What did you do? Yeah, it, it was with a large customer early on uh, in our relationship with them and in my time in this role. And they came to us and said they wanted us to ramp up their production significantly, like, like triple it. And on the surface, you know, that sounds great, right? The, the challenge for us at the time was, was a couple things. One, we didn't have the best relationship in the world with them yet. They weren't real transparent and they had, I don't want to say it, it misled us, but it led us down a few paths before that, that didn't pan out. And to be able to triple the manufacturing, we we're going to make a significant investment in equipment, I mean, close to a million dollars. And we, we didn't really have that at the time. This is back in the closer to $11 million products, not $40 million products. So we had to decide, are we going to take a chance and go buy some equipment? Then maybe they didn't quite give us the right information again. And how do I pay for it? Or we hold firm and say, we really need a commitment from you. Um, at the time we had a purchase order for a few months and, you know, we said we needed a couple of year commitment and, 
They said, I'm, I'm sorry, Rick, we can only give you a one-year purchase order. So the decision was, do we, do we hold firm or kind of cave in? And complicating things, this customer uh, is a large company that has a reputation to our earlier discussion of, of pulling work in-house. Mm. So what do you do? Um, we decided to hold firm and, and ask for the two-year commitment and the purchasing people couldn't do it, but we, we kind of continued the discussion to the point where we finally flew back east and they flew someone in from Europe, a global supply chain leader, and they heard us out and they said, okay, that makes sense. And we agreed to a two-year contract, bought the equipment, ramped up, did a great job of ramping up to the point where we followed that with a three-year extension, which we did a good job on. And, and now we're in the very early stages of a four-year extension after that. So that's one that that kind of worked out for the good guys, I would say. So. Well, I can only imagine the competing voices that were in your office uh, advocating to do it or to be more cautious. And, you know, you run the risk of losing everything by holding your ground as well. And that's that's one of those times, ladies and gentlemen, when you're the CEO, you know, the buck kind of stops with you ultimately making that decision, didn't it? Yes, there there was a lot of conversation and the, the buck did stop here and, and um I'm glad it did. I, I, I like the role. I, I, I like the opportunity. It, it turned out great for the company. Um, and I, I would do it again that way. I think it was the right thing and um, worked out good for us, the shareholders and the customer. We've done a great job for that customer. And, and, it's a, and by the way, it's a very healthy relationship now mm -hmm. as, as the years went on and we did a good job and everyone got to know each other better. It's, it's really a nice situation. Well, in our community here with Renaissance in Orange County, we like the saying, fortune favors the bold. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen. There's a real life example. It looks now obvious and a positive decision, but I'm sure there were moments when you were scratching your head trying to navigate a course that could be very high risk for you and maybe financially very devastating if it didn't turn out the way it did. Yeah, they were interesting times. Yeah, but um, that's why we're here. Congratulations. So, so let's stop looking past and let's look right now, Rick. Um, is there a strategic challenge that you're currently in the middle of that you are navigating that you can share with us? Sure. Yeah, we um, we got things back on track here and to the point where we had a choice of, hey, do we want to be a nice $30 million Orange County medical device manufacturer and make money or we want to keep this thing going and, and, and grow this thing. And so we decided to be aggressive and grow. So I think I mentioned earlier, we've, we've, we've doubled up our R and D spend on, on, on new products and development. And we've recently, about a year ago, bought a second building, not a replacement building, but an additional building to double capacity. So we're investing in people and equipment buildings, um, trainings and things like that. And, you know, we're about a year or two into it. It's going, it's going well. Um, I can give you maybe a, a more complete answer in 12 to 18 months, but uh, so far so good. So when you made the decision to expand your manufacturing capacity in Orange County, and I'm not asking for any confidential information, but did you consider alternate locations other than manufacturing here in Orange County? That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, we did um, for for this though, and and the way our processes are set up, and 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 we have a machining center, we have an assembly center. It, it just made more sense to to keep them close, and and 
a lot of the people really have responsibilities in, in, in both areas. So we need to be in kind of in the neighborhood. Uh, we thought about it, but we figured this would be the best way to go forward. Is, is there a key or a critical set of factors that you have learned as the CEO to be able to successfully manufacture products in what is considered to be a high cost environment, which is Orange County? Yeah, that's 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 a good question. We try to monitor what we're doing, make sure things stay on track, variances, things like that, control our costs. We we do have some overall cost reduction goals and improvements. Um, easier said than done, obviously. Everyone probably has the same same ideas. Uh, that's that's part of our investment in people and equipment, though. Is maybe bringing in some capabilities that can help us keep costs down or some some engineering or, or manufacturing type experience that might show us some new ways to do things so uh, we, we like where we're at we, we've got a, a nice workforce of people from the area so we, we do these things just to make it work so we're talking about uh, prodex and we're talking with their ceo rick van kirk and i'm wondering rick where do you go to gain access to other entrepreneurs, insights and experiences that you can then use to help you grow your firm and stay ahead of your competition? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty lucky in, in a few ways. One, we've got a, a, a very supportive and engaged board of directors. Uh, and in particular, I'll, I'll chat from time to time with our chairman and we'll kick things around and help each other out with things. Um, I've got a couple of friends, one's, one that runs his own business, one's a, a senior level executive with an international company that I can exchange ideas and we just talk about things. I'm also very lucky, um, I've got a brother and sister that both had senior level positions with large companies that we've all heard of and, and they're great sources. And, and before he passed away, our, our father was like a world-class business guy. So I've, I've been lucky to have a lot of different people to go to and get different ideas and thoughts and combine them all and hopefully come up with something that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's a very good network. Let's talk about the future. Where do you see, you, you talked about the, the current investment that you're making in the company. So what's the fruition of that dream? Take us into the future of the firm. We have aggressive growth plans and, and not just necessarily revenue, which obviously is, is a big part of it, but we want to we grow the business. We want to have more customers, more products, more technologies, uh, more capabilities, more people, maybe more divisions. You know, you know when, when we started this seven years ago, it was, man, just fix it. Um, and, and that it's fixed and it's going great. It's like, why not keep it going? I, I think a lot of us are having fun. I'm having a blast. Uh, the shareholders are very happy. They uh, shareholder meetings go very well now. Um, so we're going to keep it going and, and try to grow all those things and maybe more that we haven't even thought of yet. So we're going to be pretty aggressive with that. So tell me a, just a little bit about the industry. Uh, it's always helpful to be in an industry that is growing as well. That, that makes it a little easier to grow, although there's always challenges. So just talk to us about the medical device industry of which you're a key supplier to. Yeah, it's 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 fun to be part of. It's it's arduous in terms of some of the requirements and documentation and things like that, but it's but it's worth it. 
Um, if you if you secure a relationship and do a good job, I think you can maintain that relationship. It's true what they say about the the cost is an issue, and we're, we're continually being asked to reduce costs and and deal with that. But but the nice thing is, it's also kind of a me too industry. So we've got some some new products with new technology that not too many people have, but uh, when people see, hey, they've, they've got that device over there, who makes it for them? We get a lot of inquiries and, and phone calls in that regard. So that's that's an interesting part of the industry that I didn't really know about till I got in, but we're happy to, to do the same thing for lots of different people. So those are some of the things that, that we experienced from here. Um, and it's been pretty rewarding for products and, and uh, we, we enjoy it. Well, I want to thank you for giving of your busy day to share your experience and insight here with our audience and uh, welcome you to the critical mass business community that we have built here over the years. Well, thank you for having me. I, I enjoyed it. I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about products and me, I guess. So thank you very much. So. Uh, I'd like to thank our audience. You've been a part of the longest running business talk show here in Orange County. Rick's episode was episode number 1,342. If you're an Orange County entrepreneur and you would like to share your story, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Or you can visit my website, rickfranzi.com. Rick, if someone would like to learn more about you or your firm, how do they do that? Um, pretty easy. We have a, a website www.prodex.com, but it's P-R-O-D-E-X. Um, or you can call a company and ask for me. I'm, I'm Anyone interested in products, I'm happy to talk to. So um, you dial up the main number and, you know, they got one of those systems where you push a couple numbers and you get my number, you get my phone and I'm happy to talk to people. That's fantastic. Well, thank you again for your time today. Thank you. Appreciate and it. Until, until we meet again, audience, uh, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.